Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony ain't drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello everyone and welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. This is episode number 779 and I am your host as always, N.A. Eric. And tonight we are talking all things New Deer. That's New Udeer for those who couldn't put it together. But um, And here to talk about it with me is John and Fenrir. So uh, Fenrir, how you doing, man? good cool how's uh how's life been going the past week or so how's league been you know what's up with you uh we're just working 
And then uh, I've played a little bit of League, not much. I played in community game nights. We did like a uh, ARAM 1v1 tournament. That was pretty fun. We did do an impromptu 1v1 tournament. That was pretty fun, yeah. How did you do in that? Because there was like seven or eight of us going. I didn't quite pay attention to how everyone was doing. I played Thresh four games in a row. Oh, One, two, okay. lost two. Gotcha. Nice. Um, I... What did I play in that? I played uh, Hail of Blades, Cho'Gath, and then I played <laughs> um, Grasp Nautilus, uh, and I played Gragas and... Zach and Vane. Yeah, I played Zach as well, and they, oh. they picked Vane. Yeah, all of them and were just won. bad matchups. And you won. I did win. I did. Yep. I won on that. I lost as Gragas. I won... Oh, I lost with Nautilus, because Nautilus was into Fiora as well. It was like, I got the worst goddamn match. I mean, I was playing Hulks, I was playing tanks, so I kind of brought it on. But I figured someone would be playing like Caitlyn or something, and I could just like jump on their face and not let them get away. But it didn't end up working out all that well. But uh, I think, oof, who ended up being like our unofficial champion? It was... Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was Frank. Kindred, it was Frank. Kindred, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Frank Noah. So congrats to, to him. And yeah, that was pretty fun to do. I'd like to do more of that or so. But yeah. Um, cool. Glad everything is going well with you. John, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm same same old, same old. With, nice. Uh, as far as like work and stuff. But um, as far as League, I've been still playing a good bit of ADC. I've been playing on my alternate account. Um, I just queue up like AD carry and then jungle and then I'll play like, if I get jungle, I'll play Rengar or something like that or Graves, my, uh, kind of my usuals, but, sure. um, I've been liking AD carry a good bit. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Jin. um, I've been playing Caitlyn. I've been pretty much banning Sivir every single game. Yeah. I want to play her, but I just, I don't know. I don't want to have to play against her either more than I would want to play her. So, so if you, if your team has first pick, do you ever ask them to be one it or no? Yeah. Okay. I've done that before. I've done that when my sports picked like Yumi or something like that before. Yeah. Gotcha. Like a time or two, but yeah, I've been enjoying that. And otherwise I've just been like playing some with, um, some of my friends. And then, um, when I'm not feeling league, I've actually been playing, um, a little Fortnite with one of my friends. I haven't played in forever, so I've been giving that a go, and that's a little that's pretty fun. Um, it's been a while since I played a shooter, but I've been enjoying it, getting the uh, getting the aim back and whatnot. Nice. What uh, what's have you been using any of the crazy skins that they released? Because I know they just dropped like a Darth Vader oh, skin yeah. or something. Oh yeah. So I like uh, I like logged in for like the first time in a long time, and I was like, for whatever reason, I had like two thousand of the currency or whatever. So I was like. I mean, I'm just gonna buy the battle pass. <laughs> I just bought the battle pass, and I've been getting like all these like these free skins, and I've got they uh they did like a Dragon Ball Z crossover. Oh my god! <laughs> and I've got a, I got a free Goku skin. And I was like, all right, I gotta use this. So that is pretty cool. I, so like when I get frustrated with League, like we'll uh we'll play like a few games of that or or something, or we'll just do like rank flex or a rams or something. Nice. But that's been that's been fun. Just changing it up. A little bit. Yeah, nice change of game scenery. I've been doing the same, yeah. actually. I've been playing... Um, 
I played through the original or OG uh, Mirror's Edge the last couple weeks, um, and that was fun. It was harder than I remember it being. Like I remember beating it in middle school, and then uh, it was it was difficult. I remember some spots, but it wasn't like I it was it was a lot less forgiving than uh, last year. I played through Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which was the it was 2016 maybe. It was the reboot of it, but it was it was like not a sequel or a prequel they just completely restarted it so it's the two <laughs> games exist in alternate universes essentially but um yeah it was a lot less forgiving than than catalyst uh but it was it was good um i definitely wish there was more content to it though which that's what catalyst had it was a longer game there was it was also open world-ish a bit more so it was less linear but um yeah, it was it was a lot of fun doing that, and then I just started playing uh, Far Cry Four again because that's my favorite Far Cry for sure. And that's I realized like, oof, my uh, my first person shooter skills are rusty as hell because I'm trying to shoot at these uh, the Royal Army soldiers in these Humvees and stuff as they're driving by, and they're mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm missing them slightly over time, <laughs> and I'm starting to get a bit better, but um, yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, that game is oh so good. Like the world building, and you just feel so immersed in that. It's it's unbelievable. What yeah. kind of game is uh, Mirror's Edge? It's a it's a free running game. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, if you haven't seen anything of it, go look up like the trailer. Just go look at stuff. It's um, it was released in like 2006 or so. You can get it on <laughs> Steam. It's not that expensive, but it's really it's really good. It's it's like a four or five hour playthrough because you're gonna die a bunch of times. But like you can get through levels in like ten minutes, um, if you manage to perfectly run through it and stuff. So it's yeah, not gonna sure. eat a lot of your time, but it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's free running and there is some combat. You can pick up guns from people that you fight and beat them up essentially in hand-to-hand combat um and then you can use those catalyst the one that they rebooted uh you could not pick up weapons from anyone that you knocked down which i like that a bit more because later on in the game like if you just you can kill someone or you just like knock them out with the and then you take their machine gun and then you're just like it's basically a first person shooter at that point Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's a really fun game i definitely recommend it to you and anyone else who hasn't played it before yeah. Other than that, works good with me uh, going to the state fair tomorrow, which is a huge thing in Minnesota. It's the second biggest state fair in the country, only behind Texas, because shocking, Texas has to have the biggest of everything. So, um, yeah, but um, it's like probably it's only like five minutes away from where I live, actually, a five minute drive or so. Um, but there's I want to there's like millions of people that show up over like two weeks or so. It's huge. Um I don't know how big it is in square footage, but people look up like the Minnesota state fair and it's absolutely massive. So I'm going to go to that. But other than that, just going to enjoy the long weekend off and play some games. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Nice. Oh yeah. One thing I forgot to mention is I'm going to, uh, I'm going to the mountains this, uh, this weekend for the long weekend. Um, Like group of my friends have been like playing this trip for a while. So we're we're going up and doing that, and it's uh one of my friends' birthdays too. So nice, kind of just doing that. It's like a a double thing, but there's like like ten or twelve of us going. Are you so guys ha- like just a, camping, or do you have like a cabin that you're renting, or what's the situation? No, we got like, like a like a this big cabin. Okay. Um, that we're all staying in, but yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Total booze fest, then it sounds like. That I mean, we're going hiking. We're playing golf. Um, I'm looking okay. forward to that. So I've, good choice. I played. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm going. I don't know though. The the course is actually. I haven't played in probably like three weeks, so it could oh be that long. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it could be rough, but we'll see. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna hit the range a good bit before I go on. Uh, I think we're going on Sunday, so I'm probably gonna go hit the range while I'm there. Prior to that. Gotcha. Okay. What's uh what's your handicap for golf? Uh I mean, I just I try not to do that. I mean, I try to just play and get the best score I can and sure. if it's really bad I accept it, you know. Yeah. For what it is. And then yeah. I mean I just try to improve from that, but I mean I can't I guess expect too much of myself because I've been playing like that long and I really haven't gotten like a legitimate lesson either before. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, I've just had like my friends who play golf kind of teach me some, but I aim uh, for I aim for five strokes per hole, uh, whether that's a par three or a par five, because that's yeah. kind of the distance doesn't bother me all that much. It's accuracy. I cannot putting is the best part of my game and chipping. Like I'm I'm great at that. I cannot get accuracy for the life of me with my drive i have such a wicked slice and sometimes it shows up and sometimes it doesn't like i was playing uh, a couple months ago and Mm -hmm. i teed off um and it was a par four it was just a long straight one and um i i teed off and i sliced the ball so hard that it went three holes to the right that were all (laughs) like it was like these and it just showed up and then i i found that ball later it was like oh it's over here and it was on the fairway of of one three over that's how hard it sliced like i smashed the ball but it was it shot off so yeah that's i would say driving is like just consistency is probably the weakest part of my game but i would say the like seven to nine iron i'm really comfortable with and then putting i'm pretty good at like i i really just generally never try to go for like a one i always try to go for a two putt if possible, like, I feel like, at least for me, that's always the, and then if, I usually end up doing, like, three or something, if I that's, don't get to, which is still, like, I think, reasonable. To go that's what for. I'll say my tactic is, too. Yeah, the reason I don't get one putts is because I go for two. That's what's happening with me. <laughs> I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're just, yeah, making everyone else feel a little better about themselves. Exactly. That's what I, I used to, I mean... Yeah, I'm fine if I don't succeed and other people are doing better. That was kind of my whole mantra when uh, I was on swim team in high school and stuff for like neighborhood, uh, my neighborhood that I was living in. And then mm-hmm. um, I was like, I was a good swimmer, but I was not like, I didn't do the, I only did it in the summer. So I wasn't doing, everyone else was on like their school teams and they were trying to go in college yeah. and stuff. Like I was not doing it for that. I was doing it to have fun and I was coaching kids and stuff and having fun with it. But like, uh, when I would finish in sixth, I would be fine with like, oh, I only got sixth place ribbons. Oh well, well, yeah, I don't, I don't care. A- I, I don't care. Everyone else, you know what? I'll take the hit so everyone else can feel a little bit better about themselves. Like, oh, at least I didn't finish sixth. I beat that guy. Meanwhile, I'm that guy. I'm like, I don't care all that much. I did the uh, like summer swim league. That was a lot of fun. But I only fun. did it during the summer too, and I never took it seriously either. I would just like. Oh, your events now? Oh, well, let me uh, race up from my spot on the towel, like, yep. <laughs> 100 feet in, over there when I have to go in, like, one minute. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, I did that, too, and then I swapped over to coaching, so then I was, like, 
managing a lane and then it's like okay who are you people here okay go find this person and then oh it's my turn okay let me put this down and then put on my goggles okay swim get back out all right let me do this again and my voice is always shot because there's like 90 races that i have to manage oh yeah and there's so many people there and they're all like trying to find that one person in yep a minute so difficult yep yep so Okay. Fenrir, what's your, uh, do you play golf much? Cause I know that you do some yeah. landscaping for golf course. Okay. So what's your, what's the weakest and st- strongest parts of your game then? The weakest part is definitely, uh, just my tee shots in general. I usually have really good second shots, but I've been just trying to get that under control. Okay. Gotcha. I'm like, a, I'm like a nine and a half handicap. Okay. I, I think that's good. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, Sounds it's like, good. I mean, to just like dumb it down, I usually shoot like 10 over. Okay, that is pretty good then. Nice. Cool. Well, um, while I'm sure the listeners enjoyed this uh, titillating conversation about golf and swim and everything like that, they have come here and we are all gathered here as well to discuss Udir because on this patch i think it was yeah so like last week udir got the the v i think it's the vgu the visual gameplay update i don't know they change these acronym acronyms so often that who knows exactly what all of them are because then there's the cgu and then there's the complete gameplay overhaul as like i don't i don't quite know but yeah so um i'll just do a quick run through of his abilities then we can talk about all things udir so um so his passive, he has no ultimate ability and has four basic abilities, so he's someone that levels all of them. Um, every time you use one of Q, W, E, or R, you get you empower your next two autos, uh, and which grant an additional effect, depending on the stance that you've taken. Um, stances, switching stances will replace the empowered attacks from the previous stance, so you can't, you know, Press R and then press E and have the empowered attacks from both of them. You only get to choose one, which is the active stance that you have. Um, swapping stances has a 1.5 second cooldown uh, on his other abilities, so you can't immediately swap. You have to swap and then there's a 1.5 second cooldown. Um, he can periodically reactivate the, abil- uh, the ability that he's currently in his stance after 0.25 seconds to enter an awakened stance, so an empowered version of the ability, refreshes the cooldown uh, and the stance with, uh, refreshing the cooldown and the stance gives bonus effects depending on the stance as well. And then also when you use an ability, um, his next two autos all are given uh, 30% bonus attack speed and refund 5% of this passive total cooldown. So that, um, that periodically empowering your ability the next two autos refund 5% of the cooldown. So that's that. And that cooldown is 50 to 20 scaling down. Wow, I didn't think it got that short. I thought it was around like 40 all the time. That gets really fast then. Jesus. Um, okay, so that's different than his old thing, but uh, than his old passive. But so his Q is basically the same ish. He enters claw stance. So tiger stance is essentially the same idea. Um, his next two autos do bonus physical, so he no longer has the dot, but now he, each auto itself does more damage. Um, and then uh, if you empower this, then he 
get uh, a di like more bonus attack speed while that's going on, and the empowered autos gain 50 bonus range and strike lightning six times, which deal magic damage to the target uh, based on a, and then a percentage of their max health, which has an AP ratio. Um, and it chains up to three nearby visible enemies. Interesting. So it doesn't hit invisibles as well. Uh, and there's a damage cap for monsters. So basically the same sort of thing with uh, his Q, but it chains between and does some max health damage instead of just flat damage. His W is the same. It's you get the shield. So the turtle stance is now boar stance, I think, this one. It's iron mantle. You get... Uh, your next two autos give 15% lifesteal and heal for a flat amount as well. And you also gain a shield for four seconds. If you recast it, um, you get a bigger shield and you get double the healing from than you would in the normal form. And your healing is reduced against minions, not monsters key there. So instead of your instead of gaining health every three hits with old Udir, now you gain health every for the first two autos. Um then his E, just like now this is the ram. It used to be the bear stance. He stuns for 0.75 seconds, although his auto is technically a mini dash. So you can block it with mobility, uh, with grounding abilities or things that cancel at dashes, such as Poppy W or Cassiopeia W, Singe W, um, Anything else that would prevent movement, probably a Talia E. I don't know if, how that interaction would work, but um, you can stop it. And then, yeah, they get stunned for 0.75 seconds, and then there's a uh, per-target cooldown on getting stunned. If you empower this, then he gets extra bonus range. Or also, when he casts this, he gets extra movement speed and becomes ghosted for four seconds. Um when you recast it, 75% or 75 bonus attack range and additional movement speed, and he's immune to crowd control for 1.5 seconds. No extra damage in lane there, just stuns. Then his R, the Phoenix, it's still the Phoenix, it's just the Ice Phoenix instead of the Fire Phoenix now. Um, his next two autos do a do bonus magic damage to nearby enemies. Um it's no longer a cone, though. He also summons a blizzard around him, which is a pretty generous area, which deals magic damage every 0.5 seconds to nearby enemies and slow them. Minions take uh, a reduced amount of damage based on the ability level. If you reactivate this, so if you then empower this ability, the blizzard gets stronger, does more damage, and then will follow whichever target uh, Udyr attacks and then it will follow them so if he's no if he dies or something that thing will continue going or if he walks away it will continue to follow for the next three or four seconds um and then it'll dissipate as well and it also well the, if you're in the glacier you get slowed so and then you get an increased slow with that so i know that was a lot to go through but um now that we're all on the same page of what he all does um i mean what are what were our first impressions uh what were our first impressions when we saw what was coming out, and then do, do the are those reflected in game? So Fenrir, I'll start with you. What were like when you saw everything that was coming out? What were your first impressions of uh, Udir? Uh, when I first seen him, like all the stuff they like pre-released thematically, I'm like really glad they stuck with like the Freylord, Freyord, however you say that. 
with having the like volley bearers, the Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the shield is like a Legends of Runeterra character that's supposed to be Freylord, and then uh, the Orn, and then Anivia for his like R ability. I just yeah. think that's pretty cool how they were able to stick with his thematics and introduce like all the other like big name characters in that region. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, and then so uh, with what you were seeing with his gameplay, uh, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, when what you were seeing with his gameplay, did that was that realized? And when you're playing against with or as him, do you feel like what they were trying to accomplish? Did they accomplish it? Uh, or if not, where did they fall off as well? Yeah, thematically, I think they did a great job. Gameplay wise, I don't know. It just doesn't really like fit the champions that he's like trying to mimic, you know, like Volibear, you think, you know, is like ultimate where he turns off turrets. Like that's what I think about Volibear, not attack speed or like damaging opponents with auto attacks. I don't, I don't see Volibear with that. And then, sure. I mean, I guess I, I get the, the Orn, you know, he's just all CC. So I get that one. And then Anivia, it does well with the, the ult kind of mimicking what her ult is, but with like a uh, Victor vibe to it, to where it follows around. Yeah. Yep, I agree. John, what do you think? think? I think it's way better than Original Ludir. Yeah, no, I I agree thematically that I think it is. Gameplay, I have my own thoughts, but I'll go third. John, what do you think? Uh, I guess like just, like I think it looks really clean, like uh, especially the... Was it the Spirit Guard Udyr? Like that, mm-hmm. the one they um that has all the individual like uh like chromas that they had they put out for like super cheap or whatever for each different stance. Um, I think all that looks really good. Um, I mean I've played five games I think of Udyr, and then I mean I've played against him a bunch, both like jungle and in uh, top lane. Um, I mean his win rate isn't good. But I think that's just like a reflection of just like not having familiarity with the the kit yet and whatnot, similar to like a new champion. Um, I mean, as far as the clear, like I think the second time I jungled with him, I did like a, I, I think it was like a three fifteen or three like seventeen clear with him. I mean, his clear is pretty good. His full clear is still pretty good, which I. I mean, that is kind of in line with Old Udyr, which I like, kind of like a power farming champion. Um, he seems like he's not as strong early. Like, it seemed like Old Udyr could kind of, like, just just stat check a lot of people, you know. But I don't. it's it's harder for him to, I feel like, kill people, like, one-on-one earlier. Like, he can, like, get away from people, but he can't, like, uh, like stick on them and kill them really easily unless he like uses everything like his ghost and whatnot but i don't know i mean i think as far as gameplay i do like that they're i kind of like that though because i think that was to me one thing that was a little annoying about old Udyr was like it seemed like i could never fight him early and then also he's just gonna farm super fast and if i'm gank and make one mistake he's just gonna take my entire top or bottom side and then I just, and unless he makes a mistake, I'm never going to be as strong as him kind of deal. Like, it just felt like inevitable kind of 
deal. He like I I when I played against a good Udyr, I hated it because it was like if I made one mistake, he's just gonna be up like twenty CS, and it's gonna it just feels really bad. Like he's so strong and so uh, so fast. Like you can't kill him, you can't catch him. He can split really well. Um, I think actually he could like. I think the new deer can split pretty well, like if he wants to. Um, with the attack speed and his R is insane. I've seen a little bit of the uh, like attack or uh, no mat like no points into Q, full max R in top lane with Udir. Hmm. And uh, I've seen that as like a strat that like people have been doing. Um, because like they'll poke. With his R and then max W second and just you get the sustain from his W. Yeah. And then just uh, like even under turret, like it does percent health, like max, like percent max health damage. And it's, I mean, it does a lot, the empowered R. And I mean, if they're under turret and you have like a big wave, there's really not like anywhere for them to run. Like they kind of just get hit by it. Yeah. So, um, it's like really good for setting up dives and stuff like that too. I mean, I think, I mean, I expect the win rate to go up. Honestly, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's weak. No, I I agree with you. So yeah, I've played. I haven't played as much of him. I haven't gotten a chance to. He's as uh, Fenrir said. Maybe this was on or before, but he has a high ban rate. He has one of, if not the highest ban rates in the game right now. Um, as of right now, it's 40%. So he's gone in 40% of games. I haven't had a chance to get my hands on him. And I haven't been playing a ton of League. As I said, I've been playing some Far Cry and other stuff. But when I have been, uh, yeah, he's been banned. But when I have played him, I've done a couple of jungle clears in Practice Tool. Um, I've tested out some mechanics as well. There's not a ton of mechanics you really want to check at all. But um, with Practice Tool dummies, I've tried to see if there's any flash stuff but it's all autos there's nothing really to try like when neela renata came out i was seeing like okay can you flash q can you flash r like flash e what do those do and things like that but yeah um but you can also with fun fun fact i'll get back to udir with neela i found you can uh if you eq the q follows in like that little tidal wave but you can eq flash to redirect the q as well um it's really fast so it's really hard to do it's like a much faster version of pike e but um yeah anyways yeah like uh the jungle clear at first seemed a bit weird he had a couple of mic he had a couple of hot fixes so they nerfed his w on a hot fix but they buffed the q and the e and they didn't touch the r and his win rate went up a little bit since then i think he was 44 percent on release or so uh, win rate in the jungle, and I haven't monitored his top win rate, but his top win rate is better, I will say. He's at 48.3 in top lane and 46.5 in the jungle. But, um, yeah, I, like I, like you said, I think he will, he is much better than the stats are giving him credit. I think a big problem with why he has such a low win rate is because... Um, he is weaker early, so people are expecting old Udyr strength early. Like, level 4, you can... You could basically 1v1 almost anyone, kind of including Trundle, honestly, because of the, the R damage. That was all magic. So you didn't even need to worry about Trundle's the 1v1 god at level 3, level 4. But even then, you could beat him. Um, and so he's, he's weaker early. His clear is slightly slower, so you have to get used to that as well. Um, and then his 
passive actually requires you to think a little bit, so there's a little bit more skill expression as opposed to just using abilities and keeping up his... Uh, I don't remember what it was called, the old passive, but just attack speed and move speed, keeping that active. And then, um, yeah, his... Uh, you have to think about those abilities, but also runes and items, I think, are bad, so, are what uh, is bringing it down. Thematic's great. Gameplay, I personally prefer Old Udyr, honestly. I played a lot of Old Udyr. Um, I played it like since uh, a little bit before it became meta in Season 10, and then been playing it since, even when it got nerfed into the ground and then slowly buffed back up, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we'll talk about like items first, then, because we both John and I both expressed that people are building wrong on him. So um, right now, the most common item path looks like it is uh, Sunfire Demonic Deadman's Plate, which has a 63% win rate, um, which sounds weird. If you're seeing all of these win rates, like everything with the first three items, they're all above 50%. Um, but that just seems like, like we said, he's weak early, and his win rate by game length kind of tells a different story. So 0 to 25 minutes, OP.GG has him with a 45% win rate. Then 25 to 30 minutes, if that's how long the game goes, then it's 47. If the game goes between 30 and 35, you have a 50% win rate, then he's balanced. Between 35 and 40, it's 51.17, so he's above average. And then uh, 40 plus, it's also 51.08, so it's basically the same. So what this is kind of saying is he's weaker, he's weak early, but if you make it to a couple items, you're going to be really strong. So you just have to strategically make sure you can do that. So whether that's going to be in the Fiesta, that is lower elo, or you're farming well and getting uh, high CS numbers and high econ. But at that point, you also have to manage, is your are your lanes getting stomped by someone else? Like it's, yeah, it's, it's harder to get to that point than it is with old Udyr, but if you get there, it's just as strong or stronger, in my opinion. It's stronger in different ways. Yeah, I will say to that point, too, I played a game, like, I think this was, like, a couple days ago. I was playing Graves, and I played against an Udyr. I am, like, I'm up, I'm, like, 6-1 and, like, 5 at this point. I'm up a level on him. I'm up a full item on him, and I'm, like, alright, well, let me just, like, kind of fight this guy and feel out the situation like i do like half his health before he even like walks up to me and then he actually just 1v1s me and kills me <laughs> and i i like used everything i like ulted him i smoke screened him and autoed him like four times for free without him hitting me like and i, I red smited him before all of that and it Jesus. just didn't matter it just he just straight up 1v1 me a level down and i'm i'm like a six kill graves. I'm like, what? Like yeah. even our, our uh, it was funny. I was like our 80 carry or it was like our support was like, wait, what? I didn't even think I had to rotate to that. I was like me either. Like what? <laughs> but I mean, when he was, he's still seems like pretty strong in one V one situation, like against, uh, especially 80 cha against 80 champions. Like, I don't know. It's, I I kind of I'm I'm probably gonna play it more. I want to give it give it another go, um, see if I can get the clear a little better. Cause uh, I don't know. I just the only thing with for me with him is like 
I feel like ganking with him is just not great. It's like just use your ghost. Don't be afraid to use it. Yeah, yeah. That's because I I like taking a ghost on on graves too, and that's what I do. I just pop ghosts and and then gank. But yeah, I guess that's true. I will say also an udir. The thought of an no like an udir that can't be cc is just scary. Yeah, <laughs> I've like it's just I I like though that they make it. Like, very clear, though. They have, like, a text. I think they changed that, actually. Like, it says CC immune right above yeah. his character. Yes. Yeah, because right when he released, it didn't do that. But, uh, like, they made that very clear, which, I mean, that's that's pretty fair. You should probably know if there's a Udyr that can't be CC'd running at you. Yeah. Yeah, so, I would... I think that aspect is really strong of his kit, too. I mean, I think, really, all of his empower abilities are, like, pretty insane like his w also i think one thing that i thought about was like with uh some of the rune changes and the resolve tree like shield bash they just didn't touch at all i feel like that's like one thing in the resolve tree they haven't really touched out of all the other stuff they have messed with and like it's so good on him like it's just disgustingly good on him like he can proc it so well and get great value out of it um, yeah, and he can proc it every time that the shield... Because shield bash cooldown, I yeah. think, is like 8 seconds. Maybe it's yeah, 10, short. but, yeah, but he can... His W cooldown is less than that, always. He will always be able to proc it. Yep, and also, just like with his empowered one, too. Like I took, I think, like shield bash and revitalize one game. And like I was like... Like, I did okay that game. And like I looked after the game, and I got, was getting like an insane <laughs> amount of value out of both of those, like... Like just the shielding I got, like like two revitalized was like two thousand healing and shielding or something like that. I'll try that because uh, my preferred runes, and that's something else also that people are not optimizing right. I don't think is um, going uh, lethal tempo. The most popular is conqueror by far. I don't think conqueror is his rune because you want attack speed to be lowering your passive and getting those empowered autos off plus. Your autos do a lot of damage too. With if you have Q active or if you have your E, you're able to stun from further. If you have lethal tempo going, like it's, it's so good on him. Um, and then uh, lethal tempo, and then yeah, the the normal other things that are taken in the yellow tree. But then I like to go um, Nimbus Cloak Celerity. But those are also like Nimbus Cloak is fine. Celerity's good on him, but. I could totally see how sacrificing those for shield bash and revitalize would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it just makes you really tanky. It makes you so tanky, even like uh, early on. I would say. I guess the only uh, thing about, and I guess this is a problem with old Udir is like with him like having access to his old, you know, level one, and then all like that's what you're maxing too. So it's like yeah. you go Q first, and then you do R R. But then it's like, then you got to choose. I mean, now you do a W next, but then it's like, it kind of delays your gank, I guess. Is oh, I did it. I did the same as I old, did with Old Udyr. I went into that game trying to, because I'd only played him in a normal game once. I went into that game treating him, not itemized wise, but mostly the same. And it was, I went, yeah, Q, R, R, but then I went E, R, and then pick up W at level six. Gotcha. Uh, and then you finish R, then you finish E. And then finish W, which right now that's not the popular skill order. It's to go, um, it's still R, but then R W E, um, yeah. which I 
I get because that shield is strong and obviously it had it was so strong it had to get nerfed, but at the same time, um I don't know, like the extra move speed is so good because you get to move so fast when you yeah. get that E up. And if you're able to use the shield that often, does it really that make that much of a difference? I don't I don't know. I didn't think that it did. Um granted, I was also legendary in that game, so my view is crowded. I was just running over everyone. It was a very weird game. Uh, Fenrir can attest to that. We had a they had a blue cane who would continually dive for him, and then the rest of the team would overcommit, and then we would just slaughter them as they ran into us under turrets sometimes. And they also had no tank busters at all. They had a they had a lethality misfortune and an Akali and a Riven and then that blue cane. So Sunfire demonic force of nature felt great they could not touch me yeah i think that build feels great on him i will say i've like every time uh, every game i've won i've gotten that build yeah force of nature could be given up for frozen heart or for something else dependent on what's going on i then was uh when they surrendered after that i was going to recall and grab warmogs um and then yeah but like uh (laughs) just to walk out of the fight and walk back in because yeah. it was just stupid. But yeah, he there's a lot of a lot of different defensive itemization, so it's not always that third item. But those first two, I feel like, are pretty core on him. Mm-hmm. Especially Sunfire. You don't want to go any other Mythic. I've seen some go Chemtank. I've seen a couple go Frostfire. It did not look pretty. They were not doing well. I've gotten a Dark Seal on him a few times, too. And I mean, that feels... I mean, if you get... If you just don't die, and I mean, you're farmed, like, and you're ganking as long as you're getting the assist and getting your your team ahead. Like you're still gonna be huge as Udyr. And yeah. his R does like an insane amount of damage with the empowered R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice for tanks too. It is, yeah, because it does percent max health, but it also mm-hmm. does the flat damage. It's and slows everything around. Like it's just, ugh, it's, it's nasty. It's hard to itemize against him too. Like it is. Like, what are you even building against him? <laughs> it's just like I, I don't know. When I've played against him, I've played like fiddlesticks, and then that feels fine because I'm just bypassing him and going to the the team, and that feels fine. And I'm sure, like as lethality graves, when you're playing a Rengar, you're not even touching Udyr. You're just passing him and going to the rest of the team there. Yeah, so, I just like bola him and then run away. Yeah, or it, like smoke screen and run away. But if you're picking someone that wants to duel the other jungler, like maybe a Kindred or a Trundle or something, like you're gonna, you need to get on him early. Otherwise, he will be stronger than you later. Like Trundle mm-hmm. could not deal with him late. It's just not gonna work. Yeah. Uh, Kindred probably could. I mean, I don't know. There's other junglers. Nidalee's not gonna be able to deal with Udir. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit. Who else fights? Um, I guess. Yeah. I like to. When with Rengar and Graves, because I've played both of them into Udir and have beaten it, and then also I think lost to it. At least on Rengar, I've beaten it and lost to it. And it's like, I think in the games where I've beat him, it's his. If you just counter gank him and he doesn't see you coming in a two v two, that you is like a decent two v two. Then I I usually feel pretty comfortable in that situation. But, I mean, if he just is able to gank for free and get somebody ahead, and then, you know, and then you don't, then it kind of can be rough. Because then you can't yeah. fight him either. Yeah, the champions that he has positive win rate against are Nocturne. He has almost a 52% win rate against Nocturne. Uh, Hecarim, almost 51. Pantheon, 50.5. Lee Sin, and that's it. 
So he yeah. has a, and those are all, but it must be no, like I'm looking at the champion graph and I have it on the screen. Almost every champion, he has a gold deficit at 15, which that's probably artificially low because he has a low win rate and people are not playing him right. But still, the only champions that I see him having a positive uh, gold difference at 15 are Nunu, which that makes sense, super low econ. Zack takes a while to get going. Amumu is two gold. Uh, Vi, he has more gold than. And then um, Ramus, Poppy. So very low econ junglers, and that's about it. Other than that, like he graves, it's negative five hundred and seventy gold at uh, at that same thing with Rengar, negative five hundred. Nidalee, Italy, negative seven hundred and forty. Jesus. Um, yeah, I feel like like yeah, the first three levels, like he cannot fight Graves nope. or Rengar. He can't really. fight most anyone. I mean, his worst matchups are the people that love to brawl junglers. It's Mordekaiser, Kindred, Trundle. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are the three worst, and they're all forty three win rates basically. Which is bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've talked about it from the jungle perspective, but so I haven't played against him uh, as a laner, but I know I'm sure that both of you have. What do you, or not like him being a laner, you being a laner, and him being coming out of the jungle. Um, so, what are both of your thoughts on um, when he's coming to gank you? What you have to watch out for? How do you try to approach and stop his ganks? Uh, Fenrir, I'll start with you. What do you think about that? I mean, he's easy to ward for, as as like uh, coming from the bot lane as a support. He's not gonna have like crazy gank paths. I mean, unless he like takes hex flash for some reason. That's the only thing he would be able to. <laughs> I mean, hex flash behind your turret or something. But I don't know. He just doesn't seem scary, especially in the early game. Like I feel like maybe if he gets a couple kills under him, you start worrying about him. But. You're almost inviting him to come to your lane, I feel like, and just make sure that your jungler's there as well. Because it, it almost feels like it's just a guaranteed win 3v3, depending on who your jungler is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because like, like we were saying earlier, Udyr doesn't want to fight early, he wants to farm. So if he is coming to gank early, and you have even numbers, you probably should win that duel. Assuming you don't have a super weak bot lane. Like it's not like a vain Yumi or something. Yeah, I think, yeah, also his, like, as far as his, uh, like, pathing, it's super predictable. Like, I feel like almost, like, most Udyr is just full clear. And it's, mm -hmm. like, as long as you're tracking, like, where where they're starting, like, I mean, you know, um, you know where they're probably going to gank, you know. So it's, like, you can, you can play around that. I mean, before, like, yeah, I was, I was way more afraid to fight him, like, old Udyr earlier, mm -hmm. like, Generally, if I was playing something like weaker, I would always like path opposite to him, and you know go accordingly from there. But now I definitely feel more comfortable like just fighting him or doing uh taking like two v two situations against him because uh yeah I felt like before more so he could like just stat check people like old Udyr and just it seemed like he could kill people pretty fast old Udyr like even early. Yeah, he absolutely could. It was basically it was a much more reliable version of old Mundo out of the jungle. Yeah. Like I feel like now like you know level 1 to like 4 for him unless like someone is just pushed up really really far and like you know like you can't it's hard to gank someone who's full HP and kill them. You know, even if they're 
pretty poorly positioned. Just because he doesn't do a ton of damage early until he gets some items. Because, you know, he can only, was it, he can lock down someone with a Z every however many seconds. Was it zero point? It's not even a second. So it's a basically a micro stun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. You just kind of have to farm up, like, like we were saying. Um, but then once you get there, I mean, it's like, I mean, you're just kind of unstoppable once you get to a certain point like if you can get there like if a game is going to 30 minutes and you know you've been farming the whole time like you're still going to be pretty strong and he has i'd say new udir is less fast and he has uh he has less early power for sure but he has a lot better sticking power it's much harder to get this udir off of you than once he's on you than it is to get and he has a couple items than uh than old udir old udir like you could put him you could pull him away and he could uh he's he, you know he didn't have the cc immune which is the big thing and i would i would venture to guess that he had less move or he had uh less move speed on his e as well um so he was even more reliant on ghost than i think this udir is but now if you have cc immune and you have ghost and you're taking blue smite which i would say take blue smite don't take red smite on udir um then you can't people can't get away from you it's i mean then you're also combining in uh your ult which has or the phoenix stance with the slow maybe if you're super rich you decide to build like a a rylize so then that slows even harder you could do you can some people go dead man's plate as well depending so then that's they're moving even faster and then they slow you on autos like and then randuin's active maybe it de totally depends but mm -hmm. uh with celerity as well like this guy you cannot get him off of you and it's so frustrating yeah, it is. It's so frustrating. It's almost like, uh, I guess it almost, like, it definitely keeps with the uh, Frilliord theme, though. It's like, it feels like Ash, kind of, because, like, once he gets on you, like, that, like you're not really going to get away from him, especially if he has Blue Smite and his R up. I mean, he's just going to stun you, Blue Smite you, R you, and then just run you down. Yeah, because level... Uh... Level 11, I think, when he has his E all the way upgraded, uh, maybe level 12, it's 65% bonus move speed. Um, and then if you have the... If, then if you empower that, that's an additional 30 to 40%. So if that's additive, we're looking at 100%, 105% bonus move speed for four seconds, and it decays over a few seconds there, and you're ghosted. And if you use ghost, and you use blue smite... like. We have to realize how much speed we're talking about. It's kind of it's absurd. It's fucking stupid, is what yeah. it is. It's you just got to play around it right and weave in and out of fights. And uh, if you're, but if you're at the point where you can just run right into their team, they've they've screwed up and screwing you over early. Like if you can, I imagine if you can shut this Udir down early, he's so useless. He's like a Shaco early if you if he doesn't get anything on the board. Yeah, he yeah. definitely is. Especially like if he gets super behind and the uh like your jungler is very ahead, like I mean he, he has like no presence or pressure. No, like, and if really the lanes much. and if the lanes are all not able to get any prio and then they can just roam free and get vision into your jungle like you Yeah, he can't uh, do any objectives or anything like that. No. He has he does have I mean that's a good actually a good thing I forgot to 
mention as well that we should talk about objective control like and objective taking as well um with his r and the max health damage and with the damage it does and his shields and stuff i think he has very good he probably has better uh objective damage and uh objective secure than yeah old udir yeah safer too i think yeah, it is safer for sure. Because old Udyr, you could use just to heal a bit. You would pop W, get one auto, and that's the only auto that's going to heal you. And then you swap off your stance to something else. But um, Because it was every th first auto, and then every three after that would heal you. But yeah, it's the first two when you use your W, then you swap away to something else. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's I was taking dragons super easily, even before I went and bought any major items. When I just came out of base with... Uh, on my first back, I got Lucidity Boots and Bomby Cinder, so I was rich because I did two full clears and a scuttle and then maybe a kill as well. Um, but then coming out of there, I was fine to kill a dragon and take down Rift Herald pretty quickly. It was um, it was kind of stupid. And I would highly encourage people not to build other defensive boots unless you really need them for a team and build Lucidity Boots because it reduces the cooldown of everything on him it's not just and he he needs those cooldowns to swap between stances so um, ghost so yeah exactly like highly 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 recommend you do that unless they have five mages okay merc treads make sense there if it's a team with a ton of on hit you're talking like a yasuo a yone vane uh senna and like a graves or something or a master yi yeah take tabbies then that absolutely or steel caps sorry but otherwise, take those lucidity boots. That's those are the third most purchased boots on him. Most people are taking other defensive boots, and I think that's a big problem as why that also contributes why. Maybe take Swifties if you're feeling a little spicy, but um, lucidity boots for sure is the way to go. I almost feel like just going lucidity boots almost full stop by the end of the game. The the more E or W W and E's that you can get off, I think. It would be more lasting in the long run than Merc Treads or Ninja Tabby. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you're not, uh, unless you're, yeah, you're not worried about getting bursted by the time you have your boots and you have an item or so. So those oh. would be more. About, I, I agree. One thing I wanted to mention: what didn't you like with Old Udyr mention uh, when Fimblewinter came out? You're like, I've tried this item on him. I wish it was good. Yes. I think, it was not good. I tried so, it so many times. So I think, actually, now with a uh, new deer, I think act legitimately might be decent top for top deer because you okay. can get. I mean, you can proc it super easily, right? Like you can just pop your R and then just run at them, and then you just instantly get like a bunch of stacks from your tier, right? And also, when you're slowing them, you get the the shield for then yeah. shield bash. Also, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like, um, I really like think that that could be decent on them too. Like for especially for top. So top Udir, I'm looking. It's Sunfire across the board, and then Demonic is the most popular second. But there are people taking uh, Winter's approach, turning gotcha. that into on its third or maybe second. Depends obviously on how fast you're getting at your yeah. needs at the time. But yeah, that's the top three of the top three builds. Two the two of the three contain Fimble Winter. Yeah, um, I, I think that yeah. like at least on him, it would be nice to just have a tier and then hold on to it because I do think like you were saying before, like Sunfire and uh, um, Demonic are just 
super good on him. So, like, yeah, you, know, and you want to delay that more than you have to. Right, and a tier is super helpful on him, even if you end up selling it, just like sometimes you do on like top Gragas or something, just because his yeah. abilities start out pretty expensive, and he has a low mana pool at start. Mm -hmm. They do, as he levels up, all of his abilities become cheaper, so as time goes on, the tiers and mana are less and less needed. They start out, all of them are 45 mana, and when he has mana of 271 at level 1, he has... Uh, not, I mean, he has not very many casts, and he has low mana regen as well. Um, he has seven mana regen per five seconds. I guess I don't know if that's low. I don't know how much people, what other champions generally have, but I feel like that's pretty low. Because especially how fast, if you're trading with someone, you want to be spamming, cycling through your spells. You need mana. Otherwise, you're going to run out of mana pretty fast, and you can't lane yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is kind of like I didn't. I, I looked around to see what all we should talk about with you, dear. But I think this is mostly we talked about a lot of the important stuff. I'm looking at some of the spicy first item uh, items. There's demonic first item. I see someone taking. Uh, well, so there's a thousand games when Prowler's Claw was taken so john why don't you oh, talk yeah. about this a little bit beforehand you were talking about this yeah so uh one of my friends who um played a ton of the old dude eater he was just like playing the new one um the new rework with Udir and just like trying different builds and stuff and he was trying this uh like split push full lethality build it was like yumu's prowler's claw i think he had like edge of night um but i mean he would just like get a kill and then just just split for a few minutes, and then I mean eventually like it's a little feast or famine it seems like that that strategy at least but like I mean when you're ahead like he you're getting so much income with that build because you're just deleting waves deleting towers like counter jungling and I mean you're just getting super fed in the early game which like I feel like uh to the end of like talking about how he's not so good early, like kind of bypasses his weak early game in that way. If you can like get a pop off a little bit with him in the early game, like if you can get a double kill bot and like and do that build, I mean you're gonna have so much gold. Like I think he <laughs> he like uh he got like a kill on the top laner at one point, and then he uh like our top laner died too but then he had herald and he just heralded got like like four plates got the tower pushed like four waves counter jungled the enemy like jungler's top side full oh cleared gosh. and then was just like had just just was it rolling in cash like he just bought like two and a half items jesus christ and then he was like i mean he was just running around like there was one point where he was like 2v1ing and he would just like go back and forth like stunning them and then queuing them, and it was doing an absurd amount of damage. Also, like his queue was like he would three auto people, <laughs> like if they were squishy, it was it was wild. Yeah, that Q has a six percent per one hundred bonus AD, and the empowered is plus twenty percent. Yeah, bonus AD. Yeah, so he would just like blue smite them, Prowler's Claw, and then just, just keep pushing Q. Yeah, that's uh, that's nasty. And then they would, uh, if they tried, if they did try to get away, he would just push Yumu's, and then he would just go fast <laughs> again. 
but that was that seemed like a fun build. I kind of want to try that. Um, but but yeah, that I sounds give... like something for like uh, when I'm drunk and I've learned this Udir a bit more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or yeah, you get, you're like you learned more. You just like go to the first drag, get a triple kill, and you're like, all right, time to buy two lethality items. <laughs> That's what I do with Vi. I go in thinking, okay, yeah. I could either go Bruiser, or I can go Lethality, and it more often than not, I get a couple of kills or I get money early. Okay, looks like I'm going Essence Reaver. I'm not going Sunder. Yeah, that's a super fun item on her Essence Reaver. So, uh, I'm looking at the different items that Udyrs are building. There's a thousand games of Udyr with Rift Maker, which makes me curious here. I think Sunfire just is too good, like as a to yeah. item there, but. Um, thoughts on Riftmaker there? I don't know what I think. You're playing into like four melee comps and they don't have a lot of CC. I think it could work. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could get, like, get his passive proccing with his R so quickly. Yeah. I guess and it gives you on the vamp too and AP. Seven percent event. Nasher's yeah. demonic. Riftmaker, Nasher's demonic. Interesting. I was thinking like Riftmaker, one of the like a defensive item of something you'd need, and then build more AP maybe, or just Riftmaker full tank, like uh, you see Jungle Mordekaiser do a lot of the time. Like Riftmaker demonic. You could do demonic. You could even skip demonic and just go like Riftmaker, Thimble Winter, Force of Nature, Frozen Heart. Uh, spirit visage rylas yeah yeah i that think like it, it would be kind of interesting to see like a rift maker um demonic rylas nasher's tooth game but if you're getting those four items it's already i feel like at that point it's all just overkill and you're you're gonna win the game anyways if you're getting to four items with udir yeah he's gonna be a big boy at that point yep yeah. I feel like if if it was a cheaper item, an item I would like as like a fourth item on him would be like gargoyles or something. Yeah, stone plates. It also feels so bad to build because you have to sit yeah. on what like ten fifty. Yeah, it's oh, they need to change the build path for that because I get it. It's a good item. Yeah, but it's so underbought because it feels terrible to sit on. And it's, yeah, it's just terrible to sit on, and it's just expensive too. I feel like just and. And Riot's done a great job to, or the item design team or whoever, the gameplay team has done a great job of revamping the store. So most, there's hardly any items you have to sit on a thousand uh, plus gold for now. So the only ones I can think of are pink rods when you want those. But even once you have the components, death, uh, death cap is 1300. A BF sword, sure. But once you have all the components for anything, I don't think anything with BF sword is more than like seven or 800. Um I honestly can't think of anything. Maybe, no, GA is even like 600 or so. I know it's going up in cost in the next patch, but like there's, I can't think of any items. Sunfire actually is 900, I think, once you have the components, because it's an yeah. expensive item. But I guess at least for a non-mythic, too. Yeah, like at it least should be. The, that's the mythic. I would even be fine with them lowering the armor and MR and it's a lot. Yeah, making it's it cheaper. A lot. Because you're not, I'm not buying it for the resistances. I'm buying it for that fat shield. Yeah. So make it take take stats away, make it cheaper, and just keep the components the same. Then. Yeah, I think if it's it was a like seven hundred. If it was like seven hundred, and then it provided, I don't know, an appropriate amount less of armor and MR. That sounds great to me. I would buy that then. Yeah. 
60 is actually just like a lot. I mean, that's uh Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, definitely is worthy of the price point though with those stats. Like it I is. would definitely be okay with that. Them like lower the cost by like maybe 2 or 300 and lower the armor and MR just to make it like more accessible. Yeah, cuz it yeah. no one buys it early. I mean, it's impossible to build early. Yeah, it is. I, why, I mean, it, what they could do, yeah, instead is make it, um, they could have uh, Chain Vest, Negatron Cloak, and then the the Aegis, and then yeah. like 100 gold or like 200 gold or something. That'd be so much better. It's like Zanya's, once you have the components, it's like 80 gold or something. Yeah. Like 200. Something yeah, I, like that. I honestly wish the Negatron, I mean, I don't, it might, I mean, I don't know the specific amount of items it builds into, but I just feel like Negatron. It's very few. Yeah, like I feel like it should build into more stuff, especially because it makes. I feel like the only component for most items like that that's like a hybrid kind of thing is only the mantle, right? Like the basic MR. And then it's like you're building the item kind of for the MR and then for whatever else it does, but then it's like until you complete the item, you're losing out on like a good bit of the actual like mr value of the item you know what i mean so it's like you're putting sinking so much gold into like a bunch of other stats before you like fully complete it and get the ton of mr that you actually want the item for you know yeah i mean i just looked it up and negatron cloak builds into two items wow do you want to can you guys guess what those items are nope really nope um force of nature negatron cloak which one's that one that's the upgraded the white uh, one? Null Magic Mantle, yeah. the 900 one, yeah. The little white one? The little white cloak? Yes. Yeah, the white one, yep. I th- you said I it builds into uh, two items? It builds into two. John said Force of Nature, which is correct. What's the other one? Abyssal Mask? No. Uh... Is it uh, Mikhail's Blessing? It is Mikhail's Blessing. Gotcha. Yes. That's wild yep. to me. Like... Yeah, but everything no, actually builds into... Only two right, items, Spectre's, really. Spectre's Cowl is like a, only the mantle and a ruby crystal. Spectre's Cowl is just Abyssal Mask and Spirit Visage. Wow. Mm-hmm. I wish there was more stuff like MR items like that were uh, that, like built out of the, of the uh, mantle so that you could... I don't know. I just feel like... And I mean, this Negatron, is opinion, but... like they just need to make Negatron better. Like it used to be built into Wit's End, actually, but No Magic Mantle itself, right now, builds directly into Wit's End, into Turbo Chem Tank, into Gargoyle Stoneplate. Uh, it also builds into Frostfire Gauntlet. So those are four impactful items that you're sitting on 450 gold for. Yeah. Um, Stoneplate feels so bad. To... Oh my god. Yeah. I guess like. In in my opinion, I just wish there was more MR variety options. There needs to be more MR items. I mean, let's I just add just, more I items just, to the yeah, store in general. In general. Yeah. Across the board, yeah. I really wish Adaptive Helm was still in the game. Yeah, I thought that was Agreed. Yeah. I think it was, especially now with so many, I mean, I guess maybe not right this moment, but like Leandre's is such a picked item. Yeah, I think. Um, but even then, there's a lot of champions that apply DOT that are pretty yeah. popular, or maybe not necessarily popular, but good. We're looking at yeah. Teemo is actually kind of good. People don't play him. Mm-hmm. What, Lilia, Malzahar? Swain, uh, Swain kind of like. Swain, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Fiddle. Cassiopeia. 
fiddlesticks. Uh, Didn't it apply to like the same ability as well, not just DOTs? So like it if was, uh, Cassiopeia was hitting you with Twin Fang, like it would reduce the damage with repeated abilities. Yeah, let me look at Adaptive Helm. Um, taking magic damage from a spell or effect reduces all subsequent magic damage taken from that source by 20% for 4 seconds. Multiple sources of magic damage can have this effect active at any one time, and the duration is tracked separately per source. So, sources the champion, are... Right? No, it does not look like it. It says damage over. Oh, it says strategy. Adaptive helm is useful against repetitive magic damage. Damage over time, such as Brand's Blaze, Lilia's Dream Laden Bow, her passive, Timo's Toxic Shot, Leandri's uh, Fiddlesticks are Katarina are. So it's saying, I'm taking this to mean each ability is its own source. But if multiple abilities are being applied, like if Fiddlesticks is using his R and his W on you, they're both being applied independently, the damage reduction to Adaptive Helm there. Yeah. Uh, sh well, I mean, Cassiopeia's short cooldown abilities, such as Cassiopeia's Twin Fang, is mentioned yeah. right here. Corky's E, Kale's Q. Yeah, actually, I remember, because... Uh, when uh, Adaptive Helm was still a good item, Corky was Emax, and if you just built that against Corky, he was just, like, useless. He did no damage. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that was a great item, and it was good, I would say, all the time when it was out. Rumble's another one that's not on here. Oh, Rumble's R, or his Q, or Sunfire stuff. Yeah, like, it's it was such a good item, and it was... I understand they got rid of it because they thought it was too niche, but... There's a lot of times when it's really good. Yeah. Well, so then, bring they, it. Back. They made it not niche by making Leandries and Demonic such good items. Yeah, exactly. True. Exactly. A hundred percent. Because back then, if that was what season ten or season nine, then uh, it was Leandries Torment, and that was that was good, but it wasn't as good. But you would also the other what are now mythics, but the other mage items were better. Like, Luton's yeah. was a lot better of an item. Um, Everfrost didn't exist. What were the other big ones? Morello was actually just... It was also bad back then. It was probably worse back the then. The constant but, LS debate. Like, Morels over Leandries. It did, yeah. Because didn't Leandries yeah. give uh, Magic Pen? Uh, let me look. Leandries Torment. AP, 75, 300 health. Um... Or was it just burn damage? Let's see. Okay, so damaging an enemy generates one stack uh, every second for the next four seconds. Deal 2% increased damage up to a maximum of 10. And then dealing ability damage applies a burn that deals 0.75% of the target's max health every half a second over three seconds. This is increased to 1.25% of their max health in bonus damage with each tick. So every half second, 1.25% of their max health. Um... So it does 4.5% of their max health bonus magic damage over 3 seconds. This total damage is increased to 7.5% of the target's max health over the duration. So maybe it did, but they might have removed was, that, I think. No, it was just ramping the, damage. Yeah, the ramping yeah. damage for sure was on there. And that, that was something on there. And that's not on there anymore, I don't think. No. I don't think so. It's just a burn item now. Really? 
Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Lee Andrews. Lee Andrews. How do you? Is it a L Y? L I A N D E R Y. Okay. This. Oh well. Yeah. The the wiki search bar was being weird. But yeah, there's no. Uh, no, no mat, no ramping at all. That sucks. So, um, okay. Uh, anything else we want to talk about with Udir or no? I got a sneaky item that could be good on him. Ooh, hit us with it. So this is more for you are not carrying the game. You're just kind of behind, but you need to be frontline for your team. I think if you go like a third item redemption, it could be really OP. Um, I agree. I think uh, I think that would be really good. Um, even if you're not carrying though, are you getting to a third item? That's probably a second item, honestly. Then. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends. On, I mean, you could even build it as a fifth or sixth item if the game goes late enough. I think it's that good Agreed. of an item. I remember it was either last season or the season before when Olaf was like second item redemption because the heal power that it gives was just so insane on him. But it also gives shielding power, which would be pretty beneficial to a deer. Yeah, it would be for sure. I think there's a lot of low econ, or there's a lot of junglers as well, or a lot of champions that are low econ that should be building these support items. Like I'd say like Jarvan. You don't. After one or two items, Jarvan's the same champion. He doesn't change at all. He's not any stronger. Okay, he does a little bit more damage, a little more health, but BFD, just build a redemption. Or Sejuani, same thing. Build a redemption. Like there's, like you're saying, like there's so many champions in the game that are that should be building quote unquote support items that are not supports after they've finished their core item build that they're not changing. Not champions like Fiora. Every item Fiora gets, she becomes infinitely more powerful. Um, Camille is the same way. There's a lot of mages in mid lane that are like that. Swain, I would not detour for a redemption on Swain. But um, I don't know if I'd do it on Udyr, but maybe. That'd be interesting. There's a lot of other champs, though, that would be fantastic on. Do you ever detour off of your main build on Rengar and build a redemption? <laughs> I would have to have... A very rough game, I think, to be doing that. I'd also, probably I probably would get you. flamed. Yeah, I would get flamed. <laughs> <laughs> probably more than I already get as a jungler. I challenge you to go Mythic Redemption in your next game. <laughs> I swear it's not troll, guys. I promise. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna. They'll think it's troll up until they're about to die, and from halfway across the map, you see the redemption come up and save them. <laughs> yeah, or I something. Just, I are. I just redemption. I come in and save the day. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny also to see. Uh, do you play? You play Duskblade probably on Rengar, right? Yeah, occasionally. Yep. So have that, and then the you know you're in a fight or whatever <laughs> it's going on and then all of a sudden the redemption kills someone boom you go invisible <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome but like redemption on the other side of the map and you're brawling someone because you're fighting someone in mid lane redemption in top lane kills that person or something and then what the fuck where'd this guy go yeah, he didn't kill anyone <laughs> where did the, the, the rencar that's ganking me go <laughs> that would be awesome Actually, it does ten percent max health, so that's actually a pretty good amount of damage. Does it do ten percent max health? <laughs> oh my god! Like, what if uh, yeah. GP built it and just sent his ult in and redemption on, on one redemption area? Redemption ult. Just, yeah, he just melt 
Oh my god. It's just the the money bags GP build. I seriously think Redemption's like giga broken on a lot of champions and people just refuse yeah, to build what, it. Okay, what the fuck? The the heal scales up based on level. I thought both the heal and the damage scaled up based on level, but if you were to get this level one, it still does ten percent like oh my god, that's insane. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, this is a Karthus item. I'm this is a Karthus item. You die as Karthus, uh -huh. you use redemption, then you hit R. Big brain. Ooh. We're doing a lot of theory oh my crafting gosh, right yeah, now. Yeah, can be used while dead. Yeah. Wow. I buy it when I play Jarvan and I go like uh first item and then maybe sometimes a second item and then redemption. Like also with that, you would I th <laughs> Garthus would be able to just like constantly have his Eon, just run around with your Eon all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and then also like this the sixteen percent heal and shield power is probably so underutilized and so underthought about. That's so strong. Is that I don't know, uh Fender, is that stronger or weaker compared to a lot the other uh healing uh other support items as well? I think they're actually all like almost in tune with each other because it comes off of the forbidden idol is where it gets the start of it okay see so yeah like mikhail's is 16 percent ardent is eight percent staff is only eight yeah because they that's right didn't they nerf that, that a little bit like a few packs yeah. ago i think if they're like a lot more impactful uh active or passive abilities they have less heal and shield power but if they're not so impactive they have a lot more heal and shield power Gotcha. Yeah, staff flowing water is eight percent, so that makes sense because you're giving them twenty-five to yeah. forty-five ability power and twenty ability haste. Although yeah, it's, the same it's really Arden. hard to actually utilize that all that well. Yeah, what are have... what, what are people building instead of like redemption then? Third item on enchanters. People don't build redemption. Really? I I, I bet well, it's less, third I, item. Bet, I bet it's like a less than twenty percent. Like pick. They don't yeah, get the third item. These stats are like really just. It's not that expensive, and the stats are good, pretty good for. I don't think I don't think it's a support is. item personally. I think it's honestly Everything. a low econ tank. Yeah, just item. Yeah, can, the fact that it builds out of a Kindle gym too is like makes it like uh, easier like stomach just building on literally anybody. Well, I feel like you can get it at yeah. three backs on a jungler. Am I crazy with the gold income? I don't really know jungle income that well. Um, you wouldn't get it that fast. I mean, it would never. It would never be a unless you're playing maybe like Ivern. This is never a first item as yeah. a jungler. I'm, I'm just not need... saying like first off. I'm just saying like oh. it feels like three clears with like a gank or two in there somewhere, and I feel like you have this item. Maybe you're like, why getting not build this rough... on Nunu. Agreed. Agreed. Tank Nunu with Sunfire into yeah. Redemption why sounds not? great. Um, you're getting you're getting roughly a hundred gold per camp um, in mid game or so. So if if you're taking the buffs, you're talking about six hundred gold from a clear. So three that's eighteen hundred plus the passive time, like the the passive gold generation as time goes on. And maybe you get a crab in there. Maybe you get some minions. Maybe you get a kill for sure. Um, more realistically, if you're building this, you're not taking the buffs as well though. So we have to take away 
that's yeah. 600 gold away from that. So we're talking like four clears. So okay. we're looking at like five minutes or so to build this. So normal time if you're low econ, but still that's, you get that another two or three minutes before you get um, like probably three or four minutes actually before you get a more expensive item. Yeah. 2,300. Yeah. That's too guess... low priced. Yeah. Oh God. I'm thinking when does, uh, when do you usually get mythic first? Like uh, what time frame? Um, mm, All things go well. 12-ish, 11, 12. 11 to 12. So then probably by like 17 minutes, if you're still doing well, you could have this online. I think think it would be perfect. I think it'd be reasonable to say you could have this item at 20 minutes. And you could, as long as the game is in an equal state, I think you just win a Baron fight with this item. So... Here, now next patch, Maokai is getting changed. Oh, yeah. Sunfire, Redemption, Maokai. Oh, man, that actually, yeah, that could be gross. Yeah, because right now it doesn't, I mean, you could jungle Maokai, and it's, actually, it's not good. But next patch, he's going to clear a lot faster, but he's still, he's going to be more brawlery. So Sunfire is going to be great on him, and then Redemption, I think, sounds great there. Yeah. Also, the thing I find sometimes hard to use about redemption, though, is like if your team if your team has some people are going in and some people are far back or poking and stuff, it's really hard to know where to place it based on where the action is. Yeah. But if you have a if you have a face roll, plant your face right into the enemy, mm-hmm. like it's popular in pro play right now, then just get a redemption and throw it down in the middle of the fight. You're gonna get a ton of max damage and you're gonna heal everyone in there. Or they're gonna run out of the redemption for some reason, and then you're gonna get positional advantage on whatever's going on in the yep. fight. That's what I'm imagining because you know I, I watch a lot of pro play and I just I feel like this item is disgusting. It is. It's obviously underbought. I would love to know. I, I'm not exactly sure how to find a stat for what percentage of games it's in because you have to look by champion and then it's not that high. But uh, I'll see if I, we'll see if we can figure that out and report back because that seems um, it seems like it's heavily, heavily, heavily underutilized given what we're understanding about it in the cost price and the insane amount of damage that shit does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a true, yeah. True damage. Does it do true damage? Yeah. It says, yeah, it's true damage. 10%. Damage. Oh yeah. Oh my damage. God. That's so gross. What you're doing. So build that against Cho'Gath. You do 700 damage to yeah, that fucker. At late game. You're holding him. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Definitely something to consider. Yep, it's. Uh, I think people have kind of forgotten about it, especially because yeah. that was a great support item to upgrade when Orn was able to give that an upgrade. But since you can now only upgrade Mythics, people don't pay as much attention to it. It's people over by Chemtech Putrefier. Um, I don't know. Arden Sensor I think is picked up pretty often with a lot of attack speed. I, I don't know. Like what a. What do you see? What do you guys see other supports going, or what are you building yourself, Fenrir, if you're not building um, Redemption, second item? Let's see. Um, when I, so if I'm playing like Leona, I guess it's kind of it's hard to pick on some supports because like I like to play engaged tanks. Sure. And I'm just so far away from my team half the time that this item isn't really useful. But I could see like I don't. Know, I think Yumi with this item just seems ridiculous uh 
That seems like a fourth item for Yumi. Like, I get it, but uh, you would want, what, the Arden Sensor and Staff of Flowing Water before you mm -hmm. end Moonstone. Well, I mean, if your team's all AD, I don't think Staff is really useful. Sure, so you could skip Staff, but yeah. Arden Sensor for sure and uh, Moonstone, I would say, are must-haves. I think every time I've built it, because I'll say in the 100 ranked games I've played, I'm the only person I've seen build this item. And I've probably only wow. built it like five or six times. Because to me, it's a Jesus. third item. Yeah. Uh, well, so then what are you getting on... Uh, like, So some supports that I think it might make sense for, and this is just me not as a support player, would be... Um, I could see it making sense for... Uh, like Janna, I could see it making sense for um, Karma, That's maybe, maybe not. Uh, no, mm -hmm. not Karma actually. Um, no, I think Karma would be good with it. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, I think Blitzcrank. I don't like Blitzcrank just because the active is good, yes, but I think you really need to capitalize on the sixteen percent heal and shield power. Sure. That's fair. So you, that's the you really part of need it. enchantresses. That's why I don't build it that often because I'm playing engaged tanks and the heal Renata. really isn't that noticeable. I think Renata could be useful-ish, but you'd have to go, uh, uh, not guardian or guardian. Yeah, you'd have to go guardian. She gives shields with her E, and then uh, so that wouldn't necessarily be needed because isn't guardian in like a terrible spot right now? Yeah, but I think she yeah. goes Guardian anyway. I don't think she picks a... I don't think she really uses any of the other ones very well. Oh, I've... I, I've seen uh, I've seen Comet a lot on her. Seems kind of troll to me, but... Okay. Terra. I, I, I also um, don't play Renata a whole know. lot, so... Just because her poke with E is so strong early in lane. Yeah, I just... When I've played Renata, I don't like her as a poke... Personally, I okay. play her as just like a disengager almost completely, gotcha. except for those one times where you can get the cool ult flash. Um, re this redemption probably be great on Rakan. I think it would be insane on Rakan, especially if you yeah. can get big uh, charm knockups and you can get the true damage on them, heal you and your jungler top laner that are diving in with you. Yeah. What about uh, what about Thresh? So that's the thing is the five times I've built it have, has been on Thresh. Uh, okay. But those are the five times that I've played as more like a, a disengager instead of an engager with Thresh. Sure. Because they, they nerfed this the ever... hell out of the lantern shield. So it's kind of... Yeah, they did. Would this ever be an item for support, Swain? Because you're going to get bigger heals. I mean, the heals are only for yourself unless you go Moonstone. If you go Moonstone, Redemption, Swain. I feel like you play Swain support to just kill the enemy, right? Sure. That's fair. Does he still go the Moonstone? I, I haven't seen Swain in a well, while. Well, no, so I, the only reason I bring that up is because... Uh, Swain's been picked some in LCK playoffs, and I've been watching LS's streams of the games, and he's been saying when um, when Showmaker's picked up Swain a couple times that, depending on the, the game, it might make sense to go Moonstone, and he walked through why. But the, the basic of it is Moonstone makes sense when your team is already ahead, and you're basically just needing to not die, and you because with you're going to be constantly proccing that heal at full value in a team fight as mm -hmm. Swain. So then, um, and also if you're going, uh, 
as long as you're not going Leandries, as long as you don't start out with that, the build path for for Moonstone and uh, Mandate, which would be your other first item, you both start with that first item, the the Bandleglass Mirror. So you still go Bandleglass Mirror, and then you can decide at that point later on what are you, which one are you building into. So it's the same core build path. Then you just swap it out, but it would be really strong. Yes, you're not going to do as much damage, but you're going to be out healing the other team's damage is the idea behind it. So then Redemption would drive that point home even harder. Mm-hmm. You're just like really diving into the drain tank. Yeah, exactly. You're you're not going to die. You're not going to do that much damage, but you're not going to die. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when uh, Swain's rework first came out, all the mid laners, like uh, I seen Bjerks, and he was big into it. He was always going Moonstone. And so I wasn't sure if they were still. Oh, gotcha. I haven't seen it at all, and I haven't heard about it. I mean, I can look. Let me see. What do we got for Swain? I highly doubt that any of his builds that are working right now, uh, if I put him in uh, mid lane, yeah. I mean, Conqueror is just so good on him with then Leandries, so it's hard to recommend anything else. But build paths. Uh, I mean, Mandate is on here. But Moonstone is not in any of the the item sets that U.GG shows. Now, if I look at um, the items specifically, Moonstone's not even one in mid lane that has any pick that has any bit of pick uh, support. Moonstone has 180 games so far on this patch, whereas just for comparison, uh, Leandries, which is the number one, has 17,000 games. So. The sample size is insanely small for it. It has a forty-eight percent win rate, but on that low of a small sample size, it doesn't. The win rate doesn't super yeah. matter. So, yeah, I don't think it's back at all. I don't think anyone's trying it. Doesn't mean that it wouldn't work theoretically, but yeah. I think uh, right before the uh, durability patch, or maybe right after, they like gutted Moonstone. Actually, they gutted the whole the whole Moon Staff combo, where you go Moonstone and Staff of Flowing Water. Because like enchantresses yeah. were just automatically, no matter what, going one two, and there was even yep. some mid laners that were building it. Yeah, I'm looking at patch 12.12 because that's the furthest I can go back on U.GG, and it has uh, Moonstone at a 50 percent 50% win rate on support Swain um, with a one percent pick rate. So that's the furthest I can go back, and it seems like that was good. Then Moonstone, since then, the win rate is dropping. Uh, each patch. Uh, okay, twelve fourteen. It's fifty percent. We're still not even talking about a thousand games though for an entire patch. So people just aren't playing it. So, yeah, I don't know. But um, I don't have any other thoughts on uh, on Udir at all. Yeah, gave my spiel. Yep. So before we end, um, what are we? Uh, what are we all looking forward to with the last bits of playoffs happening right now? Or not necessarily like right now, right now. Although maybe there's a series happening today. But um, what are we looking forward to to see uh, for who's going to qualify for Worlds? And have you guys been watching much of it? I know Fenry said you have. What have you been, what have you been watching? What regions? All of them. <laughs> I can't get enough. Okay. I love this time of year when it comes to pro play. But I, I pay attention to LEC the most out of all of them. Okay, so ha- I don't, I haven't paid that much attention to LEC. Um, has any, have any of them locked uh, world spots yet? 
Yeah, so G2 locked Worlds before playoffs even started. Uh, Rogue and Mad Lions are also locked. And they have a fourth spot as well, right? Yeah, and it'll be, t- it'll be between uh, Fnatic or Misfits. And I think that game happens tomorrow. Oh, sweet. Okay, I'm going to be watching that then. And so whoever wins that game locks the fourth spot. And then they all kind of play each other for seeding. But Rogue and Mad, or no, Rogue and G2 um, can't fall out of uh, going straight to group stage, no matter what happens. So they can't be the fourth seed. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Or well, third and fourth seed in LEC are uh, play-ins. Gotcha. Yeah. um, Okay. I've been watching a lot of LCK, and uh, I, I, I didn't end up finishing the the game today, but uh, Damwon did end up, I didn't end up finishing watching it, but Damwon did beat Live Sandbox. So Damwon are locked as the third seed for uh, Worlds. So it'll be Damwon, T1, and Genji in 3-2-1 making it into Worlds. And then, so to decide who's going to get the fourth spot, it is tomorrow. Um, uh, oh, I guess actually there's going to be two games for it. It's KT Rolster versus DRX, and the winner of that, I believe, faces Live Sandbox um, to see who's going to be the the fourth seed. But um, yeah, it's that's going to be pretty cool because Sandbox kind of fell on their face. They're one of those teams that they're going to go in and they're either going to win or they're going to lose. If they don't win the first couple of fights, they're going to lose the game. But otherwise, they're probably going to win the game. It's so coin flippy. It's absurd. They like I was watching the game today. They had Nefelios, Lulu, and uh, no Prio mid lane, no Prio, and they, they didn't have their top laner there. And the other, and then Damwon did have their top laner there. Um, and the and Damwon took the dragon, and then they walked in to try to fight it. But the other team had um, Lucian Nami, and it was against Nefelios, Lulu, and then. Ari got picked, and it was just like, wh- why are you trying to fight this? Just let them take the first dragon. You have a Felios. He needs items. He can't do anything on no icon. Yeah. Like, the lack of brain power sometimes is astounding that we call these people pro players. Does uh, Live Sandbox have a Krakow and Closer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, LCS, I think, is going to go for, what, another week or so? Um I don't know. I don't know who all is locked worlds. I know C9 is locked worlds from there. I don't know who else has. I imagine TL has, but I'm not sure. C9 and 100 Thieves are the only two that have locked. Okay, and they only have they have NA has three spots this time around, I think. Yep. Okay. And then, and then T- uh, I don't know who who has from uh, LPL at all. I have no idea. Uh, LPL is JDG top, and then I don't. Third's been locked as well, and I think they're waiting for their fourth, but I don't remember who the third team is. I think Oh, RNG, I think, is third seed. LPL playoffs here. And then fourth seed is between uh, V5, LNG, and one other team. Weibo, I think. Yeah, right now... Uh, I can't even tell. I have to see who... It's hard to even tell from this site here, but um, let's see. Uh, Worlds, who has spots? Yeah, it's uh, um, 
yeah, China, the third one it says is TBD as of... So top two, like you said, JDG and top uh, top esports, but the other two have not been decided yet, apparently. Mm. Um, okay, this is... Oh, for playing stage. Okay, yeah. So yeah, four hasn't been locked for anything. Um, interesting. Europe, they're bottomed... So seats three and four from LEC are going into the play-ins. I didn't realize they had both of them going in there. Wow. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't designed to have uh, four people going to Worlds in their playoff format, so everything's been like all kind of screwy in playoffs in LEC. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Hey, Latin America's already finished. It's Isaris Gaming. I remember seeing them a couple years ago. They made it. And uh, Saigon Buffalo is coming some... back. Yeah. Woo! Love it. I'm excited for Shogun. Never heard... Watch out for him. Uh, yeah, he was. Oof, he was scary. Um. I don't. I've never seen this team before from the Turkey and I think it's oh the PCS CB or CTBC Flying Oyster. <laughs> that's their. They uh, the world. The Flying Oysters. I know. That's the only team that's there. They don't have their first seed locked though, yet. So the Oysters probably have one of them, or maybe they're guaranteed. I don't exactly know, but yeah, Flying Oyster. I love that shit. But yeah. All right, gentlemen, should we wrap it up? Let's do it. Cool. So, um, thanks for uh, tuning in, everyone. This has been episode 779 of the Trinity Force podcast. We uh, this will be up on YouTube in the next day or so. Uh, we have community game nights at 7:15 Eastern time, um, and those will move in according with daylight savings, which is creeping up on us. Yikes! It's already fall. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, if you're looking for people to join your clash team and stuff, we have a pretty active clash tier, uh, clash team finder in our discord and please join our discord as well. There's all sorts of people playing games and hanging out and such. And, uh, yeah. So, um, I stream sometimes at twitch.tv slash NA underscore Eric. These other two fine fellows don't stream currently, so maybe we'll convince them to start doing it again. But, uh, I have a Twitch. Yeah, other than, Oh, you do? Yeah. It's uh, uh, what's your Twitch? Plug it. It's Fenrir underscore LOL. Okay. Does it have the accent on the E like your in-game no, name does? You can't have accents okay. on uh, Twitter, uh, Twitch. Okay, gotcha. So it's just cool. Fenrir, so, no accents. Cool. Give him a follow, and maybe with enough peer pressure, we'll get him to start streaming again. <laughs> but other than that, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and have your rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we've provided.